Other than Istar, Tarsus was the most decimated city from the Cataclysm. Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga episode. My name is Adam, and today we're going to talk about the Plains of Dust in the War of the Lance era. I'd like to take a moment and thank the members of this channel and invite you to consider becoming a member by visiting the link in the description below. You can even pick up Dragonlance gaming materials using my affiliate links. I am referencing the Tales of the Lance box set and War of the Lance sourcebook for this information. If I leave anything out or misspeak, please leave a comment below. The Cataclysm changed all life on Kryn, and as Istar sank, creating the Blood Sea, Tarsus rose well above sea level, and the climate shifted, with its once warm currents shifting eastward toward the Blood Sea. The Plains of Dust were once fertile lands, with plainsmen following herd animals across the grassy tundra. Now only predators hunt the barren landscape. Sparse vegetation does dot the landscape. There's even a fruit that grows from a bush that's said to sustain an individual for an entire day, though it emits a pungent aroma and rots quickly after harvest. Barbarian and nomadic humans make up about 80% of this population, estimated at just under 19,000. Centaurs make up nearly 15%, with goblins, gnolls, and thanoi making up the rest. The Plains of Dust are but a shadow of what they once were, but more, as the climate shifted, so too did the icy glaciers of Ice Reach. In just over 300 years, they had been advancing on the Plains of Dust and now appear as if the continents were never separate. The Plains began at the edge of the Caralized Mountains in the west, spreading east across the continent to the Sylvanesty Forests. The climate of the Plains of Dust is cold, with its summer only lasting two scant months. It only eases the perpetual cold, rising to a tolerable level briefly. There's very little rain, and most moisture comes in the form of snow, drifting across the sandy expanse. Harsh winds batter the region year-round, throwing the fine sand and snow into the air, making visibility difficult. The once mighty river Torath, which rivaled the Vingard in the north, is now largely dry with turgid, dun-colored water. This runoff from the ice wall glacier isn't enough to sustain their native life or make up for the lack of precipitation. Between Hittimont and Chiselmont, the southern portions of this river freeze over so thick and consistently that merchants will ride over the ice from Tarsus's east road up to the Savenesty road, reaching Waylorn's tower before it thaws. Travelers are often prone to hallucinating. Mirages, granting refuge from the bitter plains, are only brief and maddening glimpses of hope. There's even legend of ancient armies composed of spectral minions endlessly battling one another across the plains. Trade in the Plains of Dust is sparse and isolated between communities. Tarsus will trade furs, horses, and wagons to Thorbarden in return for dwarven steel, weapons, and masonry tools. Many craftsmen have found work building Bay Road with the hope of reaching Quilinesty. Tarsus also trades horses to the dispossessed Sylvanesty Elves. Again, there's no active and thriving life in the Plains of Dust. The closest one gets to it is Tarsus the Beautiful, or once beautiful would be more appropriate, as this once seaside port city was a massive center for trade and the arts. Now its waterless bays are dotted with ocean-going vessels, dotting the barren sea floor for a hundred miles before reaching the new coastline. 
This once sprawling city has shriveled and shrunk to a fraction of its size, and now appears to be more of a near-Arctic outpost. It now has an estimated 4,000 residents, which are split between Old City and New City regions. The residents hold great animosity for the Knights of Salamnia, as they are blamed for the cataclysm and devastation of their home. With seasonal Thanoi raids, adventurers need not look far for opportunities, and the ancient library of Kristan may hold untold knowledge from before the cataclysm. The next largest settlement is the walled town of Quindaris, with just under 3,000 residents. It resides within the largest fork of the Torath River. Its location on the King's Highway made it an excellent location for trade, so this once modest human settlement grew exponentially. Prior to the Cataclysm, the town was seized by a renegade black-robed wizard named Anirin the Wicked. His ancestor, potentate Anirin V, oversees this wicked city's six district overseers. Wallach is a small town of under 2,000. It was once a renowned city devoted to the god Zivilin. Now it features a lone Valenwood 60 miles out. It is rumored that a relic of the god resides here. The small town of Hopeful has just over a thousand residents. They bar entry to all outsiders and believe monsters have taken to the sky. South of Tarsus, deep in the tundra on the border of Icewall, is Zariac, with under a thousand residents. This ice-barbarian town does its best to placate the dragon high lord Fielthas and offers furs and supplies to him and his army, though they are raided regularly by the same troops. The centaur village of Willock has under a thousand residents. Located east of Hopeful, these centaurs trade regularly with the plains barbarians. Draconians have even been spotted in the village, and as long as you aren't threatening to the locals, travelers may find them willing to trade. The last settlement of note is Stone Rose, with under 300 residents. It was once a farming community before the cataclysm and now features a petrified rose garden where humans and centaurs meet to trade in peace. While the Plains of Dust have isolated settlements, it does have a few important sites of note. The King's Road was a miracle of Sylvanus deconstruction. It was a raised highway held aloft by ornate pillars. It's believed to have stretched all the way to Sancrist in the west. It's now broken apart and staggered with many sections missing or swallowed by the land. The road now leads into Quilinesti. Perstal is a town believed to be cursed after the cataclysm. Spectral lights shift through the ruined streets, disappearing upon investigation. Undead creatures of all varieties haunt this decrepit location. Finally, the Torath River is fed from the Icewall Glacier and runs off into Nusi. In the long, cold winters, the river freezes over and can be used to travel the wastes, with ice so thick as to support the incredible weight of caravans. While this unforgiving land is traditionally avoided by all, it is also an opportunity for incredible adventure, from buried ruins to ancient sites featuring relics of the old gods. In this War of the Lands era, dragons can be seen in the skies to the north and south, and the residents are willing to hire mercenaries to investigate Ice Reach, fight off Thanoi, or stop undead hordes that pass across the plains. The locals' behavior are influenced by this inhospitable land, but they can be very warm and inviting to those who earn their respect. And that is all I have to say about the Plains of Dust in the War of the Lands era. What do you think of this massive expanse? Have you largely avoided it in your games, or do you delve into its wilderness? Finally, would you ever investigate the Valenwood tree that stands seemingly in the middle of nowhere? Leave a comment below. 
I'd like to take a moment and remind you to subscribe to this YouTube channel, ring the bell to get notified about upcoming videos, and click the like button. This all goes to help other Dragonlance fans learn about this channel and its content. Thank you for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga, and until next time, remember, new roads demand a hoop hack.